I'm Lisa Popchak, and you're listening to Momfidence, for moms at every age and every stage. Being a mom is wondrous and delightful, but also at times exhausting and overwhelming and confusing and frustrating. Momfidence is a place for moms to come for encouragement, comfort, some new tools, and the confidence boost you need to be the mom you want to be. Hello, lovely moms. It's so good to be with you today. I hope that you're doing well. How is your heart doing? How is your mind doing? As moms, these two things can be very intertwined. And often our thoughts can undermine how we feel about being moms, how we feel that we're doing as moms. They can cause our days to feel chaotic. They can cause us to feel ineffective. A wide range of emotions, can't they? And then that informs our hearts, and we feel like we're wanting to give everything, everything to our children, the best of everything, and yet somehow we're not being the best of everything. Ever feel that way? Are you feeling that way about now? You know, I know for many of us, as we reach October, we're in October. If you're listening to this when I put this up, that's when things, if you have, I was going to say if you have school-age children, but I think October affects everyone. On the one hand, depending on where you live, you could be heading into autumn and feeling the joy of the change of seasons and the beauty of it. Others get very sad around this time of year because it's getting colder and darker. Again, an array of thinking, an array of how that affects our our heart and mind. But October does do things to family life. School is no longer brand new. If you have children in school of any age, the shininess of the year, the hopefulness may be waning for you a little bit, may be more difficult for the children as it's getting darker in the morning, but the time has not yet changed. If you live in a time in a place that has time zone changes, getting up in the morning can be a little bit harder for everyone. And then there's the coming of so many things. You know, fall has so many activities for all of us if we have school-aged children, especially teens. Then we move into that inevitable, oh my goodness, the holidays are around the corner, more family gatherings with family that maybe we love and adore or maybe try our patience a little bit. And all of these things, especially around this time of year or heading into the new seasons, can try our confidence in ourselves, especially as moms. And then you add the everyday, the everyday of our children's temperaments, how they're behaving on a given day, how everybody's getting along, how much laundry you've accomplished, how the house is looking. And it can really get to us at times and really shake our confidence. And since this podcast is called Momfidence and is all about trying to help you be the best of who you can be as a child of God and as a mom, to other children of God, I really thought we could just take this moment and talk about what to do if our confidence is waning a little bit 
or really shaken by something and we're just not feeling our best selves as moms. And maybe that's just a day where kids are tantruming or things have gone wrong or children are fighting or whatever can shake your confidence. Maybe it's just a day or maybe it's been going on a bit. Either way, it's good to have some thoughts and some steps to be able to address it if you're feeling that way today or sometime in the future. So let's talk about it. Whenever and whatever might cause you a day where your confidence is shaken or a time where your confidence is shaken. And don't we all go through it? Don't think that there's a single mom on the planet ever in the history of ever that hasn't gone through it. Even our blessed Mother Mary had her confidence shaken maybe a little bit when Jesus disappeared. You know, when they were all coming home and he disappeared and he was in the temple and they lost him and they had to go back and find him. I am, I am sure that that may have shaken her confidence a little bit. You know, she, she was conceived without sin, but that doesn't mean that she couldn't have her confidence shaken. There's, there's nothing sinful about that. But on the other hand, there's nothing wrong with being confident. You can be a humble servant of God and be confident in who you are because you are a daughter of God. And when you are trying to do your best for him and with him and in him, you can be confident in that. And he wants you to be. So that's really the first step. When you're feeling as though your confidence is truly shaken, the first step is to bring those feelings to God. You know, very often as moms, we pray for other people. We'll pray formal prayers that are very much intercessory for others, for our family situations. But sometimes we get so overwhelmed that we forget to just stop in the middle of what we're doing and talk to the Lord in our own conversational way, pouring out our hearts to him, telling him how we feel, either in spoken word, in the interior of our own heart, or written down on paper so that we can really take that moment and focus our thoughts in a prayer journal and really talk to him about what we're feeling and asking him to take over those feelings and show us what to do. And ask him, this is the second step, to actually help us identify what our concerns are that are shaking our confidence. Because very often we just feel it. We just feel inadequate or scared or dealing with some anxiety. But we don't identify what the actual concerns are. And talking it out with God Asking him to give you clarity of mind on that is really a very important thing to do. And again, writing this in your prayer journal or even just on, you know, the back of an envelope that happens to be around helps you to be more concrete and really identify what are the concerns you have? You know, are you concerned that you're too tired to do what you need to do? Are you concerned that the children aren't getting along? Are you concerned that your child is not doing as well in school as they need to do? Whatever those concerns are, and they're myriad, write them down 
be able to see them in a concrete way so that you can continue to ask God to enlighten your mind and give you answers for that. But the third thing to do is to talk to the others in your family. It's okay to, if your children are verbal, it's okay to talk to them at whatever age they are at. Certainly okay to talk to your spouse about this and say, what are our concerns about this situation that I'm concerned about? What's causing the behavior? What are, what are our worries? What are our needs? And talk about that together as a family and let everybody get those feelings out and really label them so that the next step can happen. Because when, if they're vague, if they're just feelings, if we're just kind of venting our spleen at each other all the time, because the feelings are there, but we have not labeled them and talked about those concerns with each other, we can't problem solve. But once we do, once we have labeled our own concerns and talked to the others in our family about what their concerns are, then we can brainstorm solutions together. That's our fourth step. Okay, we've labeled these concerns, but we do not have to stay stuck in them. God is with us. He can help direct our path. What can we do to change this situation? If your child is not doing well in school, do we need to create a study space where the whole family is together and mom and dad can be there to supervise this and make sure the child is staying on task? Make sure the child really understands what the information and assignment is. Make sure that if it isn't being taught well, that we can get a tutor from the school or hire someone or ask the teacher to spend some time after school with our child reteaching this in a way that they can understand. We brainstorm solutions. If our concern is that we're so tired that we're not doing our tasks well and it's shaking us, what can we do to get mom some more rest? You know, when dad comes home, if he's part of our family life, if dad comes home, can he watch the children for a half an hour so mom can get a power nap and then you all have dinner together? You know, what tasks can they, the other people in your family who are capable take off of your plate? Is there a way to rework your days so that you're saying, well, not every Dinner has to be the big meal of the day. You know, do we have a larger breakfast? What simple dinners can we have? What can we do to pare down? If the housework is too much, do we need to put all of the, you know, decor, all the little knickknacks away for this season of our lives? I remember doing that when I had two nursing babies, a baby and a toddler, I was nursing both of them. And the idea of dusting every single knickknack in the room, never mind their little hands trying to get to them, I got a big storage box and everything went in there for a couple of months so that I could just whisk through the room and dust it with a feather duster. And I didn't have to be, you know, watching their hands every minute of the day. And it gave me a little bit more space to breathe and you know, certainly they outgrew that stage and those things were able to go back. Brainstorming what you can really do. You don't have to keep doing everything the way you've been doing it or the way your mother did it 
or the way the lady down the street does it. Do not have to do that. With God's grace, you bring it to prayer, you brainstorm together, and then you come up with a solution. You decide what you think is the right thing to do, and you put the plan in place. Here's a little thing that's coming to my mind. Often on our radio show, More to Life, we hear wives and mothers who will say, nobody will cooperate with me with this. You know, I'm the only one, my husband will drag their feet or the kids will drag their feet. Well, here's the thing. In your baptism, you were given the threefold mission of being a priest, prophet, and royal. I use the word royal instead of king because we are moms, we are women. But that royal status remains for us as women of God. That means we have a right to be prophetic in our homes. And prophetic women do what they believe God is asking them to do. So if you've come up with a solution and you believe that it's the right thing to do because you have prayed and you feel enlightened by that in that prayer, even if others are dragging their feet, do what you need to do. You know, create that study space, put away those things, come up with a way for yourself to get that rest with other people's help, even if it's not the people under your roof. Call a handyman to take care of the things that aren't being taken in the house, if taken care of in the house, if somebody's dragging their feet about getting it done, because you have a right to do those things, because you're saying in your action that you know what is right for your family and you are going to stand on that in prophetic confidence. And why is it prophetic? Because in doing those things that you have prayed about and decided are the right actions, you are showing your whole family what it means to be a Christian in those situations, that we honor ourselves and take care of ourselves and we take care of our home and we put the relationships in place in our family life above all the chaos and activity and we make things line up in right order for our unique family and for our unique lives that God has given us because we have taken our concerns to the Lord and we have prayed about it. Even if others are dragging their feet, we get to stand in that prophetic confidence as women of God and as mothers of other children of God. It's very important that we allow ourselves to do this and to take that stand because that will give us our confidence back. Now, if you're having a bit of a hard time discerning what those things are, even as you're praying through it, I want to give you a little way of thinking about it, of praying through it with, with questions in mind. There's a, there's a great acronym. It's WIN. You know, and who doesn't want to win as a mom, right? To be, you know, to be the best mom we can be. And WIN stands for what's important now. If we ask ourselves that question in a moment where we're not feeling very confident, where things are a bit chaotic, and we ask that question, especially in prayer, What's important now, Lord? What should I be doing? And that doesn't have to be a long prayer. It can be right there in the midst of the heat of the moment. We begin to get a sense of our priorities. You know, what is the most important thing for your 
yourself and your family in that moment. That allows us to filter out all the other things that are calling for our attention. All the cooking, all the cleaning, all the messages, all the emails, all the things that we are supposed to be doing. If our child is in the middle of a moment of heartbreak, but they're supposed to be going to some activity, you can easily see that tending to your child's heart in that moment is more important than rushing out the door. But sometimes we feel the urgent things too acutely, even when we ask ourselves this question. So I'm going to add another letter to this acronym. Instead of just what's important now, that win, let's change the commonness of that to something a little bit more holy, which is wine. What's important now for eternity? You know, Jesus turned the water into wine. He took what was very common and turned it into something that was used at the wedding of Cana to bless that union, causing it to really become that sacrament, right, of of marriage. But then later on, he turns that wine into his blood, his precious blood, allowing us to really experience the moving from the common to the holy. Well, as moms, that's what we're really called to do, to take what is common, what the everyday things of life are, and make them a bit more holy, at least a bit, for our family. Because our family isn't just here for the moment. We're raising our children for eternity. Hopefully, prayerfully, an eternity with God. And We also want them to have that relationship with God in the here and the now so that they know he's the most important member of your family. They know he's their Lord, their Redeemer, but also their best friend, and they can talk to him all the time, and that they have a dignity in him. And when we think of what's important now for eternity, that starts immediately, excuse me, sorts the common urgent from the truly important. And then we can see, all right, maybe the children are squabbling and I've got laundry to change over and I've got cooking to do. But if I can pause and help them to work through this in a way that lets them know that I love them, helps them to love and respect each other more and treat each other with more dignity, teaches them skills and virtues, that is important now and leads to eternity, leads to a better outcome forever. We're showing them that the urgent daily is not always as important, in fact, it hardly ever is, as the things that will lead them to become the people of God they are meant to be, to learn how to have relationships, community, the way God is asking us to learn to do that, because we are all destined to be part of the communion of saints in eternity. What we do as mothers is not drudgery. And we can see that more clearly if we look through the lens of what we are doing is not temporary. It is eternal. Yes, the clothes will get dirty again. Yes, the toilets will need to be scrubbed again. Yes, the meals will need to be made again. But when we do those things in a way that expresses love, that pauses to help our children grow in faith and virtue and attend to them, 
we get the lens that gives us our confidence back because we know that God has given us these children, these particular children, to lead, to guide, to disciple, and to love, and to love now and for all eternity. And you can do this, Mom. You can do this when you take your concerns and your lack of confidence to God. Pour out your heart to him. You ask him to help you identify what those things are. You talk with the other members of your family about what their concerns are in the situation. You brainstorm together what the solutions are. And you, as mom, follow through on what those solutions need to be. You will get that win more often than you think. And you will all be on a path to a bright and beautiful life together now and in eternity. I hope this gave you some food for thought. If you have questions about it, because there's a lot here. If you want to know how to figure it out in particular situations in your family life that feel way too common to ever be holy, or you feel too challenged by to sort out on your own, please Go to CatholicHOM.com's discussion group in in the Home Builders Forum and put your questions there. Let's discuss it. Let's be there. Let's support one another and let's grow together in our confidence as moms. You can also give us a call on More to Life. We are on the EWTN radio network. You can get their app or the Ave Maria radio app if you don't have an EWTN station locally to you and listen. They also put all of our shows on as podcasts. But if you have questions, please listen live. It's at 10 a.m. Eastern every day, Monday through Friday. And you can call in with the questions that are popping up in your head right now into that show live every day. And if you think you need a little bit more guidance, a, a, a lot more encouragement and even more skills than I can put in this one podcast, please feel free to join Rachel Isaac in her webinar on Tuesday, October 17th. And we will have that put up in the home forum so you can see exactly what the time is. I believe it's eight o'clock at night. Should have had that in front of me, but we will put that on home and we will be putting that on all of our social media and you can join her and learn great skills. She is a Catholic counselor that specializes in success and performance success, especially. And we as moms have a lot of things that we need to hone those skills on. And she is there for you. Great mom, great pastoral counselor. So you can join her as well. So lots of resources to help you grow, ask your questions and get the support you need so that you can continue to build your confidence and be the best mom that you can be for your children who are God's children. So God bless you and may he help you get your confidence in who you are as a daughter of God. God bless you. Thanks for joining me today for this Momfidence Moment. If you want more encouragement, come on over to momfidence.org for the blog and other confidence-boosting resources.